Inverse Genius Episode 52, Fortnightly, 42 Pairs of Hands. In this episode, Lindsay and Aaron from Cult of the Classic Callback join the ever-enthusiastic and entertaining Bruce Bode III to talk about baseball players, World of Warcraft, and cast iron hands. Hey, do you know you can go over to podpledge.com and search for Inverse Genius and you'll see our Podpledge page. All that money goes to help support the ongoing podcasting costs. We truly appreciate it. Thanks. Everybody, uh, welcome to Fortnightly. I am your host for this episode, Bruce. Uh, it's a thing where every two weeks we bring people on to talk about things that are not board games because most people we bring on are board game people, even though sometimes they move on to other things that are not board game things, like might be happening today. So it's a whole thing. Hey, welcome to our game of show and show. And I'm going to bring on uh, the team that makes, and I have to look to make sure I get your title right because if I don't, if I don't look at it, I don't get your title right. A cult classic callback. Uh, That's with us. me today, that is you. Uh, Lindsay and Aaron, how are you? Wonderful. Just wonderful, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, we're doing great, Bruce. Just hanging out on this midweek, having a having a tasty beverage. On a rickety-ass table. Yeah. Sorry, nice. is that my one? Does that count as <laughs> no, my that's one? Not one? That's not your one. Okay. Uh, as a note for all of you listening, we'll give you a little bit of the backstage business. Is uh, We were discussing ahead of time because all of us here love to curse. Uh, and we can't really do it on this show because bruce doesn't edit it so we just want to discuss real quick that if we feel a need to curse which we have some very heavy subject matter Mm -hmm. guys gals non-binary pals so we might need to curse at some point but if we do there has to be reason i don't think your rickety ass table is necessarily the reason but depends (laughs) on who's gonna edit this some people might bleep those out and it'll be fine Because people believe, well, people will assume it's a worse curse word. At this point <laughs> yeah. It's more fun that way. I hope he only bleeps the second one, so that he's like, "Wait, what did they say that time? <laughs> what could it even be?" Yeah. Uh, so I've been on your show to talk about. So tell everybody a little bit about cult classic callback. If for some reason the title uh, doesn't cover it. Uh, okay, all right. See, well, who's talking? Uh, so cult classic callback is a podcast about movies that we and, and TV shows sometimes that we didn't watch growing up and that were formative for a lot of folk. And so Bruce was on the show at one point and he is in love with the kitschiness <laughs> of Batman from, what was it, 1962? 1966. 66. I'm so sorry, Bruce. I know that wounds you deeply that I don't remember the exact year. <laughs> but it's, it, 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 the show, we've we've talked about, we've had lots of board game related people on. We've had Suzanne Sheldon on twice to talk nice. about, uh, we talked about Xena, Warrior Princess, because we nice. never watched that. We talked about Spirited Away. Okay. Uh, which is a fantastic anime uh, TV or not TV show film that was Sli- great. slightly better than Xena Warrior Princess. But yeah, yeah, uh, we not by much. We've watched all sorts statement. of stuff, all sorts of stuff, and so we we're we're solving it by having great guests like Bruce and Suzanne, uh, Rob Davio on the show to talk about the things that we missed out on and judge whether or not they are still worth watching and we're on a bit of a streak recently of real stinkers some real some real doo-doo films that we've been watching oof 
But it's fun. Well, we did just watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action three. Yeah, the third one. (laughs) Was that the one with Vanilla Ice? No, No, that's that's two. two. That one. God, there was one after that? Yeah, there was. And And, we watched it. And two was better than three, Bruce. Uh, Bruce, let me just tell you. It was was time travel to feudal Japan. Oh, sure it. Sure. Well, wasn't that the it, plot of the video game? Wasn't that the plot of the second arcade game? Yeah, Turtles in Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And they and they made a, a movie of that. Sort oh. of. Yeah, sort of. Huh, they were actually planning on making a fourth one that was more time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But they couldn't get the math right. It's a great show, though. Everybody should listen to it. It's, that was a it's funny fun. joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Was I supposed to laugh and then keep promoting this podcast we do? Sorry. Go ahead. Keep doing your job. Yeah. So I'm just here for the jokes. <laughs> I, You and me too, sister. You and me too. Uh, so let everybody know where they can find you. That's the last thing we're doing before we get into our episode of this thing that we do here. Right. So uh, I also do a podcast called Boards Alive that's board game related. And so you can find at BoardsAlivePodcast.com, you can find all the cult classic callback episodes and all the boards alive episodes. Cause that show is also great. Even though Lindsay never lets me promote it on cult classic <laughs> callback. <Sure don't. laughs> so, you know, but, but yeah, so that can all be found there or you can find us on Twitter at cult classic pod or at boards alive for board game stuff too. So there you go. So let's, let's jump into what we're doing here. We're going to talk about things that have, in some reason, amused us or excited us, or we just want to talk about from the past couple of weeks. Uh, so we 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 talked ahead of time and we drew straws, and the the opener for this one's going to be Aaron. Aaron, what are we talking about? And here, I want to do something real quick because uh, I, I know what we're talking about. So here, okay, all of you out there, in just a second, you're going to hear what we're talking about, and your uh, your ears are going to close themselves up, open them back up, and I guarantee you. After Aaron, things you care about are going to happen. Uh, so, Aaron, what are we talking about? Well, okay. So, I know that Donald wasn't going to be on this episode. And I know that he is uh, infamously not a sports boy. No, not a sports boy at all. And so, I was like, well, if he's not here, I'm going to talk sports. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and, and then you mentioned that Donald was going to have to edit this podcast. And I was like, yep. that makes this even better. <laughs> <laughs> Because he has to now. He has to tune in. So we're, I wanted to talk about, in my opinion, the most fascinating thing in baseball right now. And that is the unicorn of a human that is Shohei Otani. He's the two-way star of baseball right now. And, and if folks don't know, what that means is he both hits the ball with the bat and also throws the ball from that like middle part of the diamond called the mound. So he is both a pitcher and a hitter, which has not been done to any degree of success, really. Since Babe Ruth. Since, yeah, so for a hundred years. Who may be the only other baseball player you've ever heard of. And I, there's one thing I want to note, because uh, we're trying to break it down as simply as possible. But I think this is an important thing to note. If you're out there and you don't know baseball, just to give you perspective. Half of Major League Baseball won't even let this person use all of their skills. 
<laughs> in an entire half of Major League Baseball, you are not allowed to throw the ball from the mound and also hit the ball. That is not a joke. You are not allowed to do that uh, in the minor leagues. They won't even allow you to do it unless you're facing a team from the National League. So just as a note, like this star can only exist in half the league uh, unless in the second year, like, no, Bruce, they changed baseball three years ago. And nope. now, okay, I didn't think so. I mean, However, um, he does, uh, Otani does play for the half of the league that doesn't allow that, and they allow him to do it. What? Yes. Yeah. You can. They have broken the unspoken rule. Well, it's, it's, it's not, a, it's, so you can, as an American League team, you can forfeit your designated hitter position. And so that's what they do with him. And actually, or, there are games, there are games where he, hits and pitches at the same time and then when he's too tired to throw the ball anymore because it's exhausting to throw he throws a hundred mile an hour fastball so like he is exceptional as a pitcher but when he gets too tired to throw he still go he'll go out and play like right field for a couple innings (laughs) so that he can still hit the ball they don't lose the dh and they still have him stand there and try to crush bombs it's it's okay. So it's it's just it's just amazing. It's amazing who this person is because, like Lindsay pointed out, Babe Ruth about a hundred years ago was the last person to do it, and actually Babe Ruth stopped doing it fairly quickly. He was like, mm-hmm. mm, "No, this is too hard." So this mm-hmm. man, Shohei Otani, he throws the ball so hard, and he is an exceptional pitcher. He is one of the better pitchers in all of his league and all of the American league. He, a lot of people talk about how he might, he is in talks to win the Cy Young award, which is the, the award pitcher. for best pitcher of the year. And he also is one of the best home run hitters in all of baseball. He's, he's second. He's hit 44 home runs. There's only one individual who has hit more. And that's Vladimir Guerrero jr. Who is uh, a member of the Toronto blue Jays, who is our favorite team. So, you know, but he is he is crushing the home runs. He he is also runs like a freaking gazelle. He's stolen 23 bases, 23 bases. This is a man who throws a 100 mile an hour fastball and then hits the ball a 100 mile an hour off the bat into the stratosphere all the time. He has some of the most ridiculous stats that you could that you could think of. I have a list of them, but I Bruce, I only want to give the the proper amount of them. So okay. what, what let, can I can I throw a few out there for you? Please, 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 please. Okay, so he's the only player to strike out 100 batters and hit more than 9 home runs. In a so he's hit That's 44 it. home runs, he's the only person to ever hit nine home runs and also strike out 100 batters. So that's that's the difference is he's a good pitcher, and no other pitcher is nearly as good at hitting home runs than he is. Okay, he's the first player to be named as the in the all star game as the starting pitcher and also a hitter, never happened in history. Okay. Since they, there's this whole stat cast thing that like tracks home runs and stuff like that. Yeah. Since it began, he is hit he in the home run derby. He did the home run derby, which is mostly for really good home run hitters. He hit six home runs that were 500 feet or farther. This God. like he, how do you okay massive? And then the next day, he started the All Star game. He threw a hundred plus mile an hour fastball. So what do you that like? Is- 
That's it's, disgusting. It's ridiculous. His his skills uh, of all the pitchers who have thrown at least four hundred times, like the pitches thrown by four hundred times by pitchers, his splitter is the best pitch ever. People cannot get hits on it. They've never hit a home run off of it. Only 11 hits. He's thrown this ball 400 times or more. Only 11 hits, period. Like, it's an amazing pitch. So he's got one of the best pitches in the in the Plus world. Plus he throws 100 miles an hour. Yes, that's Plus not his 100 mile 40. an hour. That's not even the 100 mile an hour fastball that he throws. That's a different pitch. His splitter is the one that's <laughs> untouchable. Like you, I could go on and it's not just statistically. He is, he is like a, a symbol for people to be like wow i can i can do this i no. can hit like two like hit and pitch and really he is change this is what's interesting to me about otani is he is changing baseball so okay. um i know you're a video game guy so mlb the show came out this year yeah. and for the first time ever you are drafted as a two-way player you don't have a choice wow. You start your career as a as a whatever 18-year-old kid yeah. and you are just like you were in high school. You are a hitter and a pitcher and you work on your your whatever, you do both yeah. and then um and then eventually you can choose to go away from that. Or be both still. Or be both, wow. which is which is incredible. And that's and that's the that's Otani. Like that's why we're not talking like I mean, when you're saying, oh, he's the biggest thing in baseball, and I was thinking, like, do you remember the whole Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run thing yep. that happened? And that was huge. That was people were talking about that that didn't know baseball. They mm -hmm. were talking about that. And and that's this Otani effect, is is we're talking that he is changing baseball on a different level. That that kids are gonna grow up and being like, Well, I don't I don't want to pick. I want to do both things. And so I I think that that is more incredible than what, like, all the stats that he's doing. I think that his effect on things that aren't baseball is actually more interesting to me. Yeah. So, and um, uh, my my favorite Shoei Otani quote was a writer wrote that he is the best kid on your Little League team. He's the best pitcher. He's the best hitter. <laughs> right? Because that's when you're playing as a kid, you don't, like, yep. well, I'm a pitcher. I, I uh I'm going to run laps around the field while everybody else takes batting practice. I mean, mm -hmm. they do that when they're teenagers, but when they're, when you're a little kid, that's not how you play. You play. No. And yeah, he's, he's and and he's playing with adults who make millions and millions of dollars to be the best at hitting or the best at pitching, and he is one of the best at both of them. He is an extremely unique human. That is just, it's just ridiculous how cool he is. Yeah, I'm really is, excited to be able to do any of that and also steal bases. I mean, like, yeah, because that's the thing is you got to remember, and we talk about this a lot is, and we talked about this at the very beginning is that like, I know baseball, but I follow the ball. I don't follow the players. I don't follow the teams, which is why all of this is amazing to me. And I can tell you from the minors, they're like, it's exactly what you're talking about. Oh, this guy's a big hitter. Well, can he pitch? No, we put him in the outfield. Can he even throw hard? No, not really. Used to be a pitcher. Uh, they He had to do one or the other. Like, I remember a very famous story. Well, not famous, but it was famous for me. Uh, <laughs> was a, a kid by the name of Stetson Alley. Um, I remember his name because he had a name you could hang a hat on. Mm -hmm. Stetson Alley. 
and he he played one of our opening games, and he proceeded to, in the first inning, walk 20 batters. <laughs> he hit a guy. He it was to the point to where we were yelling from the press box, and they had to the, the umpire almost like gave a foul to our team because we're yelling to the players, just don't swing the bat. He can't throw a ball. Stop trying to hit it and just take the walk, you fool. Um, Because he was that bad. And uh, eventually, after like uh, uh, 10 or 11 runs walked in, they finally took him out of the game. And then everybody leaves, and he comes back six months later, and he's in the outfield. So now uh, he they found out he was a hitter. He led the minor leagues in home runs <laughs> for like three weeks, and he could cannon a ball kind of from the outfield, sort of to the catcher. So what they did was they were like, oh, uh, son, someone lied to you and told you you were a pitcher. Uh, clearly, we, you know what? Let's try your hitting because we've already put money in you uh, because you couldn't do both. So mm-hmm. and then to do that, there are guys in the minors where all they are, are track stars. And they're like, oh, well, we're all we're going to teach you to do is bunt. You don't need to throw. Just learn how to <laughs> bunt and run real fast. And the fact that he can do all of those is stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's absolutely wild. His impact on baseball is so cool. And it's super global because he is from Japan. Mm-hmm. And like you look at all of his all of any any social media stuff that is attached to him in some way. It just absolutely gets black. Like the comparison between his his tweets and like a regular MLB tweet is like three, 300 percent better kind of thing wow. like it's just it's way more you know way more exposure in japan and korea and taiwan all these countries that are huge baseball countries in the in asia and they're just loving it they just all want to wow. know what's going on with this guy and i mean i'm not surprised he is handsome oh he yes. is extremely skilled he's very like he's just a, a wonderful human being by all accounts he's just always having fun the one of the articles i read was talking about how he just seems like he's a, like playing little league he's flipping the ball to himself on the mound and he's joking with people in the dugout and he's just having a good time and also he is amazing like, it's just so cool to see this 27-year-old guy just having an absolute blast ha- and being... Better than literally anybody else out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so then I'm, I'm going to ask one question. Are either of you basketball people a little bit? I played basketball in high school, and I followed it back then. Not as much now. Because I was wondering if this was like the Dirk Nowitzki effect from... You know, maybe 15 years ago where it used to be if you were a big guy, your job was to stand in the center, dunk the ball, shut up, take the pass, dunk the ball. And then Dirk Nowitzki was like, well, how about let's just try this for a second. What if I can uh, dance around everybody and then fade away for a three pointer and can do it consistently? And that changed all the positions in basketball. So it sounds like it's a very similar situation. Yeah, I I think long term it will have. A I bit am of that. I'm super excited to be part. Like it's one of those things that you're like. I almost feel happy that I'm part of this because now I can see this, and then in five years, ten years, fifteen years, see what effect this has on baseball. Like yeah. I. I foresee in the next five years there being multiple players. I don't know how how can anybody else be the best at everything? That's tough. Like it's hard to have people be the best at yeah. stuff. But I see teams giving guys a chance, saying, yeah. you know, well, why not? 
You know, mm-hmm. like why would we? Why would we have this guy that can't really hit the ball anyway? When our when our pitcher he hits pretty good. Let's let's give him a shot, right? Like he's yeah. just running laps out there after his bullpen. He might as well hop in and and try to crack a few. I mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I and I don't know why I'm excited for that. I think it's just <laughs> when you're looking at a game like baseball that hates change, and it oh god. Uh, you know, and it's it's fun to be like, oh, it's going to change now. It's like you almost just want to see the whole thing burn down. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And then that's and that's what I'm in for. I'm excited to watch it, watch it burn and see what what happens. So. Sorry, Aaron, always- I stole a lot of your thing. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, we're all chatting here. I stole some some thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's always awesome to see when you when you can see what a revolution is going to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a basketball fan in the '90s, watching everything between Magic and Michael and the Dream Team, mm-hmm. you knew you were seeing a thing, and you were like, "I don't know what this is going to mean." And now we've learned these international players in in the NBA that have changed the whole way the game works are all because of the Dream Team. But at that time, you were like. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be special and I'm here for it. And I'm going to know all the mundane stuff from what had happened because I was there and I knew something was up. So that is just super cool that you, you might've actually gotten me into watching some amount of major league baseball and (laughs) pretending to care a little bit. Well, you've got about two more weeks, but unfortunately the angels probably, unless a (laughs) miracle happens, will not be making the postseason (laughs) this year. So you, you get on, if you're going to get on board, get on right now, right now. And then, but then you only have to be on board for two weeks and then you're, then you got a couple months off. That's exactly the amount of commitment that I'm willing Mm -hmm. to give actual professional baseball. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Very good. So, are there any other? I know. Are there any other stats you feel like we need to have? Is there? Do we? Do you think we framed this properly? I think we're good. Very I good. think we're good. So, uh, so quick notes, everybody out there. Um, you just sat through uh, ostensibly almost twenty full minutes of sports talk. <laughs> you've, you've made it here. So, you know what? You got through your dinner, and now we're we're going to give you a little bit of candy, Lindsay. What are you talking about today? All right, Bruce. I have recently got back into World of Warcraft. Now, hear me out. Hear me out here, people. So, I I play. I like so many people played World of Warcraft in my early twenties before I had kids. Um, I remember, you know, hunkering down for raid nights, trying to push level cap, grind out gear, sit there, play for six hours only to roll on your trinket and have some other D bag win it. Yep. Um, that was life and it was fun. Yeah. And then I had children and it was like, wow, I can't have a schedule anymore. My children are my schedule because six o'clock on Tuesday, I don't know if I'm going to be free or not, or if I'm going to be cleaning vomit off of myself or literally Mm -hmm. anything else in my house, which is my story. Um, So I quit WoW about 10 years ago. And um, recently they released WoW Classic. I think it was in 2019 they released WoW Classic. I was trying to read about it because... It just you did away. want to have no, something No, 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 this was before this. I knew oh, it was on the show. Okay. <laughs> I was just interested. You, you still gave zero crafts about no, preparing but for it this. Was more, it was more like, oh, because their um, stock jumped, which I thought was okay. really interesting because they dropped Wild Classic. Um, and then since they dropped Wild Classic, so that would have been the that would have been the original first story when it was just the uh, two continents in Azeroth of the two uh 
you know, groups of people fighting each other. And then since then, um, what I'm playing is WoW Classic Burning Crusade. So we call it TBC for my nerds. Um, So we're we're currently in Outlands and we're in TBC until approximately February when the talk is that the Lich King is going to drop. Now, the Lich King... That was David Bowie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to turn you off. Also, now. we haven't seen that film, so. <laughs> so the Lich King was was a turning point in WoW because that was when World of Warcraft went from being kind of like the nerdy thing your big brother did yeah. to everybody played Lich King. Like everybody, gate- and I think it was sort of that time because World of Warcraft has always been a subscription-based game. So yeah. you'd buy, you'd have to buy the games. The, and then the, pay a monthly pay fee a monthly to play fee. it. Like it's the dumbest concept it's ever. It's like they could see the future. Yes. Yeah. They could they see. And the yep. thing up until then is people weren't, that was about between Burning Crusade and Lich King, I think is when people started being more comfortable with paying for crap online. Because up until then it was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not clunking my credit card into the internets. Someone's going to steal my identity. And the answer is yes. But they did it anyway for some some sweet Lich King loot. And there was one group of people at that time that was perfectly happy putting their uh, their credit card information on the Internet. And that was a 19 to 34 year old males at the time. I believe yeah. was exactly who was comfortable with it. They're like, oh, no, it's simple. You just type it in here and then movie yeah. starts. Exactly. Actually, the computer knows my password because it has it saved from Pornhub. Yeah, it's good. We're ready to go. So so anyway, um, the, that is me. So I have got back into Burning Crusade uh, this summer and okay. it literally overtook my life. Mm-hmm. Very, um, uh, as as the partner in this relationship, yes, it very much did. There were times, there were times where things did not get done in the household because th- she was occupied playing the game instead of you know putting the children to bed or feeding them. Yeah, very <laughs> significant thing. This is not. I didn't get brought in unwillingly to an intervention, did I? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. But that that is the thing. So I um, I am gonna stop you right there and use this platform to to tell you that. Okay, shut up. You had your turn. So I I Wait, initially... you interrupted me several times during my turn. Yes, but, but with it's good m- content. Yes. Oh, my jokes are bad, Bruce. Yeah. No, I'm ca- I'm here for you as well. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Continue, my love. So I got brought into World of Warcraft by my older brother, as everyone did, and so. Mm-hmm. I, of course, started playing again, and I was telling him, like, hey, man, it's great because now you the games are, you download them and you only have to pay the subscription. You don't have to pay the 80 bucks for the disc and yep. put it on your computer and then pay the subscription. You just pay the subscription and you can play. And he's like, yeah, except for when you pay for with your life, when you lose it. <laughs> and he's like... He's like, I can't, I can't even think about it. I can't even, he's like, because I know myself and it won't, it, and, and there, I will get a divorce. And I'm like, okay, don't. Please don't play then. We Please would like you to, to be so, married. It's been really fun. I actually, so I'm pretty deep now in the okay. game and I'm in a guild, which is a group of like-minded individuals that play mm-hmm. together. 
Um, I am one of the head people in the guild and we have a discord and we chat with each other. So last night I played with a 40 year old dude and a 35 year old lady that had a baby on her lap and we could hear it like cooing. And I thought, damn it, your baby's really nice compared to mine when I had to quit this game, (laughs) but no jealousy promise. And then some other, some other lady that was, you know, quiet. So probably, probably maybe somebody else was taking up all the mic time. I'm not positive about that fact. I wonder who would be taking up all the mic time in your discord, but it's been, it's been fun. And I think there's, there's things that are hard to talk about world of Warcraft. And that's like blizzard sucks as a company, right? Like I think, Oh, I decided not even to, this is, so we're, I'm going to give you a quick bit of protection. Okay. So that we can do this. Okay. So I don't know if your show ever has to approach us. I don't think you do, but it's the Hulk Hogan conundrum, mm-hmm. okay? which is uh, Hulk Hogan uh, is an American icon and one of the people that five-year-old giant head tiny bodied me looked up to. Terry Bollea, the man who plays Hulk Hogan, is a garbage person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a horrible racist. So... Uh, we have to do it every time and say, hey, uh, think about Hulk Hogan, who is a garbage person. So, yeah, Blizzard is, as uh, it's as bad as it can be, mm-hmm. uh, r- reasonably, until until they become Nestle, where they just, like, pump water out of the ground of third world <laughs> villages and then sell it back to them. Uh, they're pretty bad. They're not that bad yet, but they're uh, they're in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're real, they're, they're real bad dudes. And you know what? That's, it's always been a struggle as a female playing world of Warcraft, because mm-hmm. there's literally you play and there's meanwhile, there's the, they call it the trade chat. So it's just as running and it's just like a chat room that you're in. Yep. Um, and it's things like you hear things like girls don't play. Wow. Like they just write it out there and you get, mm-hmm. you do get tired to constantly be like, well, I am a female. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy playing. Wow. Please stop calling me bro. Um, actually, my my guild calls me Jeff because that that my 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 tune's name is Wiggly Jeff. So they okay. just assumed I was some dude named Jeff. Um, I mean, it's, it's a fair guess, though. It is a fair. It's come on, Bruce. It's a it's a Pokemon, it's a Pokemon joke. reference. Wiggly it's Jeff. A, it, <laughs> but it's a fair guess, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm in that to world, be fair, and a Wiggly Jeff approaches me. Yeah. I have to assume it's a dude named Jeff. Yeah, so they call me Jeff, and every once in a while, I forget to respond to it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm Jeff. So, um, but anyway, it's just one of those things that it's it's completely different. Like, in-game, you're a lot safer than apparently you are in the building at Blizzard, so just thank God I'm not there. But Yikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but I do... Um, I have found, like I said, a group of like-minded individuals that you can that you can curate and um, dump as necessary because okay. that's the greatest thing about playing a game with like thirty thousand other people is you can usually find a few that aren't awful. Okay. So um, that would be my that would be my selling spiel for TBC. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 there's enough players that you can find that a couple that don't suck butts. What's actually interesting about playing classic is everybody, re- like the majority of people that you're playing with, are these thirty to forty year old people that 
used to play when before and we all have 10 year old kids because we all quit playing 10 years ago and so it's (laughs) it's actually really funny because you're like well how old are your kids 10 you're like yeah all of our all of our kids are 10 dude like we all we all quit and actually wow got really bad about 10 years ago it's um it just it just sort of lost its luster um, and so it just sort of all happened the same time. If it, it lost its luster, we all start having kids. So anyway, it's been fun. It's been fun to dig back into it. I have to really try hard to do things like come on this podcast when I could be upstairs grinding out dailies. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. Like somebody will do Hoder's taxes. It doesn't need to be you. <laughs> Don't worry. Somebody will fold Hoder's laundry. It'll get folded without you being there. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a hoot. It's been a hoot to get back into something. Can I air one grievance while the, while we're here? Lindsay, Lindsay was like, oh yeah. And you know, you can start playing a bit and we'll play together and that'll be great. And we did for a little bit. Aaron sucks. And then she, and then she was like, yeah, but you're not good enough. And I've got like this other character that's way higher level and I can play with all these other people. So like we don't have to play together anymore, and I was like, "But I was having fun playing." And, you were, with and, you. and then she was like, "This is not about fun. Like, <laughs> you understand this? <laughs> it's about numbers." So yeah, so uh, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay has rejected me on on the game, and I I no longer play again. So you do have to be prepared for it to be the only thing you play ever for the rest of your life. That is the wow. It is the way. <laughs> um and Aaron Aaron just wasn't ready I to like, fight off that so he got I, left behind. I just bought a PS5. I'm not about to be like, yeah, I spent $600 on this new system. Not going to use it though. No. You're like, yeah, uh, 200,000 other games are pretty cool, but I think I'll probably just play this one. So what are we going to do? <laughs> oh, we're going to go out into the forest. You're just going to beat things with a sword. Am I going to fight heroes? No, you're going to beat things with a sword because you need to manage to get your gear up. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, I personally do not understand it. And a lot of World of Warcraft chat, as it used to be back in the day at about the point where you decide to have a kid, uh, I had friends that played it and they would talk about it around me and I would explain it like this. It was like the sounds of dolphins chittering. <laughs> which is, I recognize it's a language to someone and that clearly people understand each other. Mm-hmm. Creatures get what other creatures are saying and I think it's fascinating, uh, but I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> that's fine you're not invited to come to the party so oh wow just well, if you uh, sorry bruce if you want to come play aaron will happily play with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the problem will be is aaron after an hour will be like okay bruce so, like, i didn't understand what was happening and what the frustration was but i get it now i get it i get why lindsay, i get why lindsay doesn't want to play with me because yeah. i don't want to play with bruce yeah why no, do you keep hitting that tree? What did that tree ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> the forest is your friend, bros. I don't know. Why do I care? Where's the gold? <laughs> and that's that. That's my World of Warcraft. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so, so we're back in. When's the Lich King hitting? Roughly, we. I think it's about February. I'm not okay. huge on the press releases because I don't really care. I'm sure that I'll read about it at some point. Um, I, for one, am very excited about the Lich King drop um, because I don't think. I will say really quickly when they talk about WoW Classic, 
it's like going back to an archaic version of mm-hmm. this game, like a game that came out in whatever, 2008 or something. Yeah. And the way games ran was way crappier then. The oh, user yeah. interface is worse. Yep. There's no like support on like how to do things well. And so that's what they did. They were like, let's key off of nostalgia and go back to this crappier version of the game. Yeah, because and- this, because the game still runs. Like they still are dropping X-Packs for WoW. Yeah, for yeah. the original and one. it is not as popular as WoW Classic because people want things to be crappy and difficult as long as they have nostalgia attached to them. But but like That's so so mm-hmm. so as they release these new expansions and updates, they're timing them just like they did back in the original. So they're slowly yeah. releasing like good things for people to actually get to use. So it's just like slowly getting better, but like <laughs> at an in- incremental speed, However, which is just funny. <laughs> there oh. is there is chatter within Uh-oh. the online community. That in a number of years, Blizzard will drop something called, and I can't remember what the like online term is, but it's called like WoW Best. And that will be, they drop the classic storyline because that's what grabs people in World of Warcraft is, is don't (laughs) think, don't listen to Bruce. You're not just out there hitting a tree in the forest. It's I've, I've, I've heard what grabs people are the employees at Blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. no. That is. That's a rough one. I don't even know. Is that going to make the show, Dennis? We'll find out. I know that it will, which is why it's good we took this pause that has no content. So when you get back to content, they can easily cut it out. (sighs) So anyway, um, the wow best, I shall call it. They're talking about making the first wow story. Yeah. But with things that people like. So that like accessibility so, features, so, not, not yeah. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce almost died when you said things that people like, but like, but like user interfaces that yeah, are because, good and helpful, like things that tell you where to go. Like we literally booted it up, the original game, and it doesn't tell you where to go for no, any quest. Like it's the stupidest thing. It's it's the worst if for that. Anyways, but, so you're gonna say they're, they're gonna take the game and they're gonna make it as if twelve years of video games have been made since. Then. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. But they're going to keep the story, which okay, which um, I think that that will people will probably go back and play it, especially mm-hmm. if it's free with their subscription. Yeah. Um, they'll probably go back and play it just f- because the story is really lovely. I. <laughs> With that Lovely being said, is a weird word. Okay. No. So let's talk about feminism for a little bit. All right, Bruce. I know I've been harping on this. How long is this show? Let me. Uh, the last thing I'm covering is not going to be a real long discussion. All right. So as I as I reiterated, it's been it's been an interesting journey being a female playing something like World of Warcraft with which what started a bunch of 13 year old boys and is mm-hmm. now a bunch of 30 year old men that still mm-hmm. can't fathom that a female would play. Um, is that still now? It's even s- now there's a lot now. of dumb there's a lot of dumb boys okay. out there there so okay. One thing we always had is there was one female character in World of Warcraft. Her name was Sylvanas. She's okay. the leader of the undead faction. Okay. She's 
awesome. She okay. she is literally the best of the best. Okay. And they in the last X Pack turned her evil. The only one we had. And she they turned her evil. So that's just like a really nice encapsulation like, of who Blizzard is as like, a company making with stories. Everything <laughs> happening with Blizzard right now. They're like, you know what would be a great move for us? Is let's 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 make her a bitch. <laughs> like I'm just we, we, we've decided we've bought enough over time. <laughs> you really feel like with our female demographics, we've really built that more in a good place. I think we can do this to our story now. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's just, awful. it's honestly one of those like heads and hands moments where you're sitting here and you're like, you know what? This is why I make something that you made 14 years ago when we didn't have people stepping up and saying, yeah, they, they are awful here at mm-hmm. Blizzard. You know why? Probably because they didn't hire females back then. So we have learned why we we have learned a lot about Blizzard in the last 14 years and 14 oh, years in like the last but, six months. Yeah. <laughs> well, I Zooks. So anyway, anyway, yes. So it is it is a struggle for to um, Aaron said, how are you going to talk about this? And I'm like, it's like it's like the Hulk Hogan syndrome is you're like, how do you give these people your money? That's that is the conundrum is it's like, how do I give these people my money <laughs> when and, and they suck so bad? They suck but so bad. I just want to have fun. Right. You so know, here's the thing to note. I'm going to as a person on the outside, I'm going to try to uh, get, I'm going to try to get both wolves together uh, is that we can openly acknowledge they suck to a point that's not cool. Like yes. to a point where really as a person with money, you need to think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But also the thing they make is so uh, good. I'm having a real problem with, but addictive. I think mm-hmm. we can all agree on. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, still you're there. Still you're there and you're in it and you're doing it. Uh, so I guess that's kind of an endorsement. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, I don't endorse it because that's where I am right now that it's, it's almost like a bad addiction that you're like, it's really bad. Please don't give them their money, but please don't also judge me for giving them my money. Cause I, I, I just got to get Cause it. I need that hit baby. <laughs> so, well, and that that's my, a- that's my chat about world of Warcraft, <laughs> the burning crusade classic. That TBC. was a- that was that was sure thing. Uh, <laughs> hey, Donald. So uh, just a quick note. You can keep this in or not. Uh, I know in theory on this show, we're supposed to keep everything positive. But I mean, it was positive for at least 65 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm ooh, ooh, we haven't. So here's the thing. We haven't had one of these where I can't I stepped in to, to get to swinging and was nervous that I'm coming in now that I have to. There's never been a time where anyone said anything on this show where I'm like, I have to follow that. <laughs> now we're here. Uh, You're so welcome. Me, thank you. Uh, let me try a little something, kids. Have you ever bought a thing? <laughs> and when you bought it, you were like, this seems kind of expensive. Uh, but you didn't. You were just like, okay, that's fine. And you did no research and you bought the thing. <laughs> and then you learn later that you bought the Ferrari of what that thing is. And you totally didn't mean to. Have you ever had that experience? I don't think so, personally. So I'm going to try to give you this. Is, I'll give you one other time in my life where I've done this, and then we'll get into what I'm going to talk about. Was it actually uh, a Ferrari? One, <laughs> no, if only. Uh, one time I was in Amsterdam with some folks, and uh, 
uh, we were supposed to have a hotel room and we didn't have a hotel room. So we're just in Amsterdam lost with no hotel room in a city we don't know trying to figure out what to do. So they I speak get a hotel Dutch. room. Say it again. They speak Dutch. They speak. So the, the good point is they also speak a lot of English, maybe more than Dutch. Thank God. Uh, so I get a hotel room that's uh, by the corner of the Tulip District where you would want to stay. And it's like $185 a night American. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Sounds great. Uh, I buy it. I'm happy the whole time. But whenever I talk to Europeans, I'm like, it was 185 a night. They're like, American money? You paid that? Where were you? And I'm like, oh, I was by the corner of the Tulip District. They're like, in what? In a in a palace? Was there marble everywhere? And I'm like, well, no, it was a it was the corner. I mean, like a perfectly fine Hyatt. You know, like I'm okay. And they're like, oh, you don't even understand how Europe works. At that point, you must have been in a in a 200 year old building made of marble. And I'm like, it was 185 bucks a night. Really? They're like, oh no, if you're in Europe, you should only be paying like 60 bucks a night for a hotel. So it's a case where I knew it was a kind of an expensive thing, but I had no idea what I had done. So I bought a cast iron pan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I cook. I like cooking. I have a lodge cast iron pan, which is the cheapest thing you can buy on earth. I have uh, one they're too. Very, they're very heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are appropriate for if you are about to be the last victim in a movie, <laughs> you can grab one and defend yourself against not only a person, but gunshots. Mm-hmm. They're real solidly made, and they're a perfectly fine uh, cast iron pan. The main deal with lodges is they're like, oh, well, sure, our cast iron's kind of crap, but we have a really good coating that makes it so that everything's non-stick. You're like, okay, that's fine. Uh, And I found a cast iron pan that is made by hand in the state I live in, in Maryland. They were like, oh, well, uh, 42 uh, pairs of hands. Work on this cast iron pan. And I'm like, well, that sounds so 42 sexy. pairs. That's so 40, eight, that's 84, 84 pans. Touch your... this pan. Uh, everything from the smelters or whatever to the, I guess they have three accountants just like tapping like a pro wrestler walking by. Yeah, that um, someone just carries it down the hallway so you high five it along the way. <laughs> the nearest I can tell, that's what it has to be. That's what but the I, secret I, coding is, is just people's palm sweat. <laughs> yeah, so that's almost how they sell it. Because uh, what they say is, yeah, we do a coating on it, but you don't have to do a fancy schmancy coating if you just make a smooth pan to start with. Mm-hmm. And then they drop the deuces like Steve Austin at Lodge and they walk out. So I was like, okay, uh, seems kind of cool. People work on it. I like supporting people that are making things. That's awesome. And they have this sale and they're like, oh, buy this pan. So this pan normally is $400. Oh, so my in my mind, goodness. In my mind, I'm like, well, it's a handmade thing I could block a bullet with. That's not what I'm going to pay for it. But like, it doesn't seem like an absurd amount of money to me to a thing that like 80 artisans make. Mm-hmm. Right. And once a year they have a sale where they're like, hey, it wasn't quite good enough for us to charge all the money on earth <laughs> so you can buy it for half the money on earth. And I'm like, okay. well, half the money on earth, it's made in my home state. Let's do this. Ship it. Let's get this pan. And I get the pan. And then I start doing pan research because if you're like me, and I think everyone is, uh, you buy a thing. And if you didn't do too much research before you buy it, you then, while you're waiting for it to ship to you, you start really getting into the good videos. You're like, <laughs> let me watch people making stuff on this pan. Uh, I really want to get in here. Now, the company is called Butter Pet Industries, if you're up there looking for it. Uh, I'm like, oh, let me get into this. And every video is people saying like, oh, this pan's good. This pan's good. Lodge is garbage. Butter Pet Industries makes a pan where if you're like a collector 
of cast iron pans <laughs> and you need vintage cast iron pan know-how. Come to find out at half price, I paid more than double the next closest pan <laughs> that would be made. And I didn't know. I didn't understand. I thought I was buying like a fun handmade thing. I did not know I accidentally stepped into the Ferrari of cast iron pans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, here's what I'll tell you, boys and girls. It's a cast iron pan. <laughs> um, it's a big one. I got a 14 inch cast iron pan so I can make a whole ass pizza in it, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. I love it. It is a very smooth. Uh, they're right about that. Like they didn't lie. Uh, when I got it, the first thing I did was uh, I, I picked it up out of the, the packaging and I just kind of rubbed it, which felt weird. But I was like, oh, they're right. That's a very smooth. Um, pass that on. I don't get it, y'all. I don't understand. I'm making pizzas with it. it makes pizzas perfectly fine. Uh, it's a great little pen. And I get to know that, like, honest to goodness, people uh, made this and banged it into shape to make it so that I could make a, a st- like a crappy pizza on it. <laughs> uh, like I just made a Big Mac pizza because I just want to spit in the face of God. Yes. Uh, so that's on what I did. Fo- you made a Big Mac pizza on your $400 pan. Uh, and so I would argue, first of all, I did not pay $400 for this pan. Uh, I feel the need to note that so I still keep my roots. Uh, I also had no idea that the uh, other fancy schmancy hipster pans where they're like, oh, we make it in Portland and everybody drinks craft beer and we talk about IPAs when we make it is like 80 bucks. I didn't know that. (laughs) It wasn't a thing I knew. Uh, I knew lodges are very cheap and lodge makes a fine pan. Although I will tell you, my lodge pan took me 13 years to get it to the point to where uh, like I can crack an egg and the egg doesn't stick to it because Mm -hmm. lodges are garbage. Um, but they're very cheap, and if you want to put the time in, you can make a lodge a great pan. Uh, this thing, I cooked with it like four times, and now it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I will say it is a very good cast iron pan. You're not going to hear this guy knocking Butter Pet Industries, mostly because I have so much money in the game <laughs> that I like it now. I can't help it, and they don't have a crooked past, so I feel like I can I feel good about having given them my money. Uh, Yet, but I will you say, wait, wait 14 years, and we'll see if you're still loving this pan. That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to be like, oh, this is such a great pan, and then a scandal's going to hit. In you the know, pan world. You want you want to know how many people touched that pan? Uh. <laughs> you don't even know what they touched it with. Yeah, we just told you it was 84 sets of hands. You don't know what else was on it. That's right. Um. Uh, what I will say, one of the neat things about the whole story behind the company is the guy that started the company had like an old vintage pan of his grandmother's. He dropped it. It shattered. So he went on the kind of pursuit that we as the kind of folks that know board game nerds should understand. He uh, just started buying old pans to learn how to remake one. Mm-hmm. And at one point, the story goes, he had over $100,000 worth of cast iron pans in his house, just in like a, a pan library. And his <laughs> wife said like, hey, honey. Uh, so uh, c- can you make one now? <laughs> and apparently he's like, yeah, yeah, I can. She was like, well, can you mass make them? Because we have six figures in goddamn pans here. <laughs> so how about we either make money with this or you sell the museum cupcake? And he's like, I think I can do it. And he started a company and that's where we are. Uh, they hand make them in the, uh, cause every brand of nerd, as we well know in the brands of nerds that we're in, everyone complains. <laughs> uh, butter pen injuries will just give you a finger. They will just go on to uh, cast iron pan chats and just like talk garbage to people. Uh, people are like, I don't know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's really worth it. I don't know if it's, and they're like, uh, yeah, okay. How about, uh, how about you can't afford it and die? How about that? How about, <laughs> you do that? how about you're out? How about I have a bunch of artisans here making pans, and if that's not what you need, why don't you go get a lodge 
or uh, why don't you cook it on the hood of your car or something? I don't know, dude. Leave me alone. Um, and that is pretty much how they handle everything. And I don't hate that about it because yeah. that's uh, it's like a straightforward. I mean, they do the polite customer service thing for a while, but then they are willing to hit you with the hammer at Butter Pet Industries. They are cool with that. Uh, so I would say uh, a great pan, but I did not accidentally realize I was buying the absolute Ferrari of pans. Um, don't do it unless you want a collector's item cast iron pan. But I will note, so if you have like a, uh, a lodge pan, like the normal 12-inch lodge pan that is super heavy, the mm-hmm. thing I learned is when you get to this level of pan buying, my 14-inch pan weighs significantly less than my 12-inch lodge. Hmm. So, like, even though it's more, they've hammered it in such a way that the wall, like, the bottom is thick so that it gets a good even heating, but the walls are thinner so that it doesn't just add an extra 11 pounds of weight so that you can cartoonishly uh, hit, like, like, I don't know, like a cartoon cat that attacks you. See, uh, Um, Bruce, I have a 14-inch lodge, so... Oh, my goodness! I have have forearms like Popeye. (laughs) You must... Yeah. You must. I can't even imagine. I don't think I could lift that by just the handle. I would have to use the extra handle mm-hmm. on the opposite side to even do it. Oh, and as a quick note to everybody out there, because we've talked about none of the value of a <laughs> cast iron pan. Uh, you can hand them down generation after generation, and they are the original nonstick pans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually so- have my grandmother's cast iron pan. I fished it out from the side of my dad's house. It was it was rusted. Yep. And we we cleaned it up. We seasoned it up. It took me a solid like three months of like cleaning it, letting it sit, seasoning it, and and I I have that baby. It is no name because it's old as f. And and that and those are the good ones. And that is what they're trying to copy here at Butter Pet Industries is that old solid pan. But yeah, and this is the thing I found. So maybe out there, it, once again, if you're out there and you have similar cast iron pan stories, I did not realize once I got this, the amount of cast iron pan stories that would be around me mm-hmm. uh, to where people I would talk to. Because I said the same thing. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I bought this entirely too expensive pan because I'm a fool and did no research. And somebody was like, one, I uh, I worship that you bought that pan. Two, come <laughs> to my kitchen for a second. And it's just like stacks of them. <laughs> like, oh, no, you, this one's vintage, but then this one's a lodge, which I keep trying to throw away. And my husband will not let me throw it away because, he, oh, we got to hold on to it because he's been $11 on it. I don't know why it has to be. <laughs> um, and then someone showed me one that was made in like a state park in the U.S., and it is so apparently they smelt this pan in the state park and they still hold like the person I know had it in a closet. It wasn't even with her pans because she was like, oh, it's not functional as a pan. It must weigh like 20 plus pounds. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. Uh, and she's like, I can hardly lift it. Uh, I'm not going to cook anything in it. I used it once to say I did it. Uh, but it's a thing. So uh, cast iron people are our people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are they are intense. Yes, we they once are. Ho- we once house sat for people from South Africa, and they literally had a closet of like they're like, yeah, those are those are our pants from Africa. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, people are crazy about it, and I understand because it goes through generations. It's super durable. It's very even heating. So if you've ever used like a garbage pan because uh, you had like a bachelor pad or a bachelorette pad, and you're like, well, I just got to get whatever I can afford. And you're like, oh, cooking's horrible and awful to do. Why would I do it? You change to a cast iron pan and suddenly you're like, oh, this is a very reasonable hobby. I understand why people obsess about cooking things. Uh, so I can't be any stronger 
on cast iron. Lodge is uh, perfectly cromulent if you only have 11 <laughs> bucks for a pan. Uh, I'm not going to knock it that hard. But I have to tell you, look into like the more sophisticated cast iron pans. There's a lot of cool stuff going on out there and a lot of people attempting innovation. And this weird story of like the Willy Wonka of pans mm-hmm. uh, hand making them in Easton, Maryland for, I will tell you, uh, guys, gals, non-binary pals, way too much money. Way too much money as well, so. I like I like that at the end of this you are not recommending this very cool pan because it's just an inordinate amount of cash. Just, just cast iron in general. Cast iron in general, I'm very pro. And I'm not anti this pan, mm-hmm. but it was the whole situation we talked about in the beginning. I did not know how stupid it was. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, oh, it's a it's a, you know, like I would pay two hundred dollars for a painting. You know, like yeah. that would be a real, and this is durable. I didn't know. I did not know. <laughs> and you can't cook an egg on a painting. I'm sold on this pan. If I were, if I were from Maryland, I might, I might buy one of these pans when it was sale week. Get one yeah. of the old dented Marys. Right? Yeah. No. And the dented Marys are fine. The dented Marys are like when you uh, meet a dog in the pound. They're mm-hmm. just so happy to go home with you. Yeah. It's like they know. <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I'm, you know, you, you made my life. You saved me. Mm-hmm. I hope you call your pan dented Mary now. <laughs> I, that's exactly what's going to happen is as soon as I go upstairs, I'm telling everyone, I'm telling both my wife and the cat, we now call her dented Mary. <laughs> uh, and for all of you out there, if you have any stories, anything you want to share, anything you want to talk about with what we've talked about here, I imagine the wow chat should be strong. Um, <laughs> I imagine a lot of people want to chime in on that. Remember, uh, you can find us just everywhere you get your podcast. You can also find us uh, in the Inverse Genius Network. I believe at Onboard Games on Twitter, uh, if that's still what we are. But find Inverse Genius uh, and just tell everybody there that you're listening to what we do. Once again, uh, let me ask both of you, where can everybody find you if they want to see what you're doing, if they want to get into your shows? Uh, you can find us on the internet where you find the podcast that you're listening to right now, you could find the cult classic callback podcast and the boards alive podcast. They're both really good. I really struggle with self-promotion, but I'll say it now. They're both really good and fantastic. And I'm not being sarcastic whatsoever. And, when but I say I'm only things. on cult classic podcast. So you'll probably want to come to that one first. Sure. You might want to dip your toe in the water on that one and just see how you feel. Literally go to the feed and find a movie that you cherish and and listen to that episode. We'll have a guest and the guest will be there and Lindsay will probably poop all over your cherished film and it'll be great. Listen, I'm not known for pooping on things. You... Okay, that's that's fine. Yeah, you're not always complaining about the movies we watch. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so make me watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. I wouldn't have to poop on things. How's that? How's that? So, yeah, that's where you can find us. <laughs> and that's real good. And with that, I think we can safely close this thing up. Uh, once again, thank you so much for listening to Fortnightly, our uh, every two week game of tell and tell. And we have told you and we have told you uh, once again. Thank you so much. I've been Bruce. I'm Aaron. And I'm Lindsay. And uh, thank you so much for listening. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Thank you.